Hello, and welcome to Talk Social to Me. I am your host, Mackenzie, and today I am joined by a very special guest. Unfortunately, lovely Ben is not here this week, but I'm joined by a special guest named Mike Lama from Brand Meet Creators, talking all about user-generated content and how creators can get started working with brands. He also gives some really good tips on how brands can get started on reaching out to creators and how creators can get started on building up their UGC content. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Let's dive right in. So for the people out there who don't know anything about you or what your business is, why don't you kind of give like an overall background of what your brand is and how you've gotten started? Yeah. So the company is called Brands Meet Creators, and that's essentially what we do. We help brands to find content creators. We help content creators to find brands to work with. Right now, we are working on developing a platform that's going to be completely free for brands, completely free for creators. There's a ton of these different companies out there that basically do the same thing that we do. They connect brands, they connect creators. But what we noticed is that basically all of them either charge, you know, a huge fee for the brands to get started, or they charge, you know, 20, 30% of every deal that you do through the platform. Uh, And we really wanted to just completely open up this space to both sides. So right now we're working on just building that free platform for brands and content creators. And then we also have trainings for content creators. We have a program for content creators, showing them how they can get into the UGC space, showing them how they can build this up as a business, create some systems and create a sustainable income for themselves. That's incredible. So how did you get started into like brands and creation? Were you a creator yourself? Yep. So I got started on TikTok a couple of years back, just started posting on there. I was in the marketing space. I was working on building up my own marketing agency. And it kind of just evolved to this place where clients were asking me like, Hey, Mike, how do we do TikTok? Right? Like we want to get on TikTok. This was a couple years back when TikTok was really the new thing that was blowing up. And so I would get these brands coming to me like, how do we do this? Right? This is what we want. And so one of the first steps in that is I would help them to find a content creator. Right? So if a brand comes to me, I don't know, let's say they're selling like little speakers, right? I got a speaker right here. The, one of the first steps is, hey, we have to find you a content creator that would be you know, a good fit for your audience, then develop a strategy, figure out how we're going to grow on the, on the platforms. And so after doing that for a while, kind of just started growing this you know, network of content creators who wanted to work with brands because I you know, had the brands coming to me, then we would go and find the creators. So it kind of evolved you know, organically from that to the point where I was like, Hey, I'm developing kind of, you know, both of these sides here, these brands and creators, let's try to systematize this. Right. And let's kind of put this together and build a, a network out of it. So it kind of just came, you know, organically, we kind of started it more of an agency and then that just evolved over time to now we're really building out a, a platform and building out like a network of content creators and brands. That's incredible. I know a lot of people, get started on one platform and do really well and then do something very similar where they're like, oh, crap, I can actually make a job out of this? What do you mean? This is great. And it just rolls and rolls and rolls. Before I get into further questions, I'm curious what your take is on the whole TikTok and the banning of TikTok that's happening or might happen in the States. Yeah. So, I mean, this this conversation has been going on for almost over a year at this point. And every time it comes up, I've always been like, no chance. You know, there's there's absolutely no chance it's going to happen up until these past few months. This is the first time where I'm like, oh, wow, there is a serious <laughs> chance that this does go through now. If it does happen, I think it'll be a pretty gradual process. I don't think like 
next week they're going to snap their fingers and then it's going to be gone. I think it's going to take some time and people shouldn't be worried too worried about it because the attention's not going to go away, right? It's just going to no. shift. So it's not like, you know, all of a sudden the millions of people that were watching TikTok for hours a day, like they're just not going <laughs> to social media anymore, right? That's going to either go to reels or shorts or maybe a new platform comes up. So uh, if you're a content creator, you know, as long as you're adaptable, you're willing to change, you're going to be all right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like another thing that I always tell people and what Ben and I have talked about on this podcast before is this is a big reason why you need to have a mailing list. And nobody yes. realizes the importance of mailing list until something like this happens where you're like, how in the world do I contact all of the people that were previously following me and get content out to them and have them follow me elsewhere if you don't have that touch point of having their email, like their email list. I absolutely agree. And that was probably the best thing that we've ever done as a company was start our email newsletter. I consider that our number one asset. Like that's where we make all of our money is from that newsletter. And yeah, if, if I could you know, go back in time, I would have wished I would have started that even sooner because that's the one thing that you truly can hold on to, right? Like I yeah. know I'll be able to access that email list whenever I want. And you never know with some of these platforms, right? TikTok, it could be gone, you know, in a couple months from now. And then even if, even if platforms don't go away, they might change the algorithm, right? Or something might change where you might not be able to reach all of those followers, right? Maybe something happens with Instagram. You have 100,000 followers on Instagram, but next week they change the algorithm and every time you post a story, <laughs> for some reason now you, you reach 200 people. Right, you, you can't really prepare for those things, but the email list is something that you actually own, right? You know you can continue to reach those people. So I do agree, that's something that all creators really should be looking at right now and taking action on. Yeah, something that seems so old school and that people are like, why would I ever wanna do an email list or a newsletter? And it's one of those things that's so important just to have in your back pocket. Yes, I completely agree. And there is, there's a lot that creators should be looking at with creating those. Like I see people, they, they want to you know, start getting into creating a newsletter or they want to create their, their email list. But what I often see is people just, they'll just throw up on their website, like, hey, sign up to my newsletter. Or like they, they won't actually give a reason to. But I really think that creators should be thinking about what they can give away for free that is so valuable that someone would, you know, they'd be stupid not to join the email list, right? And I don't think people go far enough to do that. I think a lot of people just throw, you know, they'll throw a link up or they'll throw a little email capture on their website. Hey, you know, get, get weekly emails from me because more and more people are creating newsletters. And so I really think you have to give a very like concrete reason why they should join your newsletter, right? For example, ours, I, th I think the reason why it's grown so quickly is because in our newsletter, we just offer free content creator opportunities. So just about every day, we will send almost like a job board. We'll send, hey, this brand just signed up with us. They're looking for content creators. And like, it's completely free to sign up. And people love getting those jobs just like in their Absolutely. inbox every day. And so I think taking some time to really think as a creator, okay, what what do I have that's unique or what do I have that people really, really want? Uh, something that almost they'd be willing to pay for, but I'm going to give it to them for free just to get their email. There's so many different ways to do that. So I have worked with clients in the past that would give away in their newsletter a 
it would start off as maybe like, I don't know, a PDF for how to audit their Instagram and be like, this is a free PDF. I will give you all of the information on how to do a really good audit on your Instagram and next steps to take. And once you get this, you can also sign up to my class where I teach you all about Instagram and you'll get even more details on how to audit. So it's like that touch point of getting them in, getting that information from them and then selling the next thing of how you can help them. Yeah. And, and uh, our newsletter is really the only place that we sell. Like you'll rarely yeah. see me selling on my TikTok or my Instagram. Like most people that kind of just follow me on social media that aren't on my newsletter, they don't even know like what I offer, right? <laughs> They're just like, oh, I see you like doing the brands and, but like, how do you guys make money? Because like, I don't even talk about that on social media. Yeah. The only things we'll talk about on social media is like, get on the newsletter, get the free opportunities, right? Get the free thing. I just think from a brand standpoint, it really helps too, right? It's, it's kind of like every time you're yeah. selling and you're pitching, you're almost like, taking away some of that value. So we focus all of our social media efforts on how do we get people onto the newsletter? And then the newsletter, we again, deliver more value. People will tweet at me every day like, oh my God, love the email that you guys just sent today. <laughs> like, so much great value. And then that's that's where we do all the selling. So yeah, just what you said, like offer something for free and then, okay, what's kind of the next step now, right? And that's what you yeah. sell. Yeah. And I mean, and even with getting testimonials from people like tweeting at you or commenting, you can use that to be like, hey, see this person, they really like this newsletter. Come join us. See what we're doing. Yep. And one of the one of the best things that we've done for our newsletter is we launched a referral system because we we had so many of those people just tweeting at us like like we'll, we'll get someone making a TikTok about us probably once a day because we just offer something that's so cool and it's completely free. Most people, what we're offering for free, they charge for that, right? So it's something yeah. that's very shareable. People like, they want to tell other people about it. So we launched a referral program, right? Where everyone gets your own custom link. And that's where like 30, 40% of our traffic will come from right now. Just people sharing our wow. stuff. Yeah. That's amazing. So again, word of mouth is another good one. So just it's like I've said, it seems so old school because everybody's like all about social media. You need to be on TikTok. You need to be on Instagram. You need to be selling on these platforms when really just put your personality out on these platforms and then sell yep. behind the scenes in the old school ways. Yep. That piece of like, what is that free thing that you're going to give, right? You talked about a, you know, a PDF download. We do kind of like these free jobs that is so important and like it's so important to like over deliver on that because it'll just yep. create this snowball effect like we we don't really create much content anymore like originally i used to get all my traffic from tiktok i make like five tiktoks a month now same thing with our brands me creators account like we make like two posts a week there and it's because we've created this snowball effect where we're giving something away that's so valuable so free people just talk about us and like people yep. share it. And so like we get a, a lot of our traffic just comes from people searching brands, meet creators. Right. And so it's hard to tell where exactly that comes from, but for the most part, it's just kind of word of mouth. Like, Oh, brands, meet creators. Like I got a lot of value from them, like people sharing the newsletter. So if you can create something that's like truly, truly valuable and give people a reason to get on that newsletter, it just makes everything else so much easier and so much frictionless. Yeah. Just figure out what your, people's pain points are. And yes. I hate the word exploit, but exploit it. 
and just solve it for them really like yeah. figure out what their pain points are and like if you can solve it for them and do it for free and kind of have them like almost a little shocked like wow i can't believe that was free then they're like more likely to take that next step with you right it's the law of reciprocity you do something for them you build up so much value for like with them they're like how can I work with you right now there? It's going to like change that dynamic where like they're going to be coming to you for more. Yep. A hundred percent. Well, this has been amazing, but let's kind of talk about your business, what brands meet creators do. And I know that a lot of people that follow us are creators and they are either just getting started or maybe there's been like a little bit of a lull in how they're approaching brands. So to you, how should creators approach brands when they are first getting started to do UGC content? Yep. I think the first step is really the the research phase, right? Figuring out one, like what area do you want to go into? What type of brands do you want to work with? And then figuring out, okay, what is good content for that space, right? Let, let's say you want to go into I don't know, like the beauty space, for example, right? We'll take some time to do some research and figure out like, okay, what beauty videos are converting really well, right? Do some research in the Facebook ad library, do some research on the TikTok ads and figure out, okay, what's really working here, right? Study the organic content that's performing well, and then reverse engineer those videos, add your own personality, your own twist and create a portfolio with that content. Because before you even want to start reaching out to brands or getting in conversations with, with brands, you need some type of like evidence of like, hey, I can do what I say I can do, right? Here's all the examples. Here's what I could do for you. So I think that's the first step is doing some research, figuring out the industry you want to go into, and then figuring out how can you make really good content in that space, uh, putting together a portfolio, which is kind of like your like proof, essentially, and then that will set the stage for you to actually go out and start contacting brands, getting in conversation with them, even getting like inbounds from brands by just posting those examples. So do you think they should just be posting all these examples on their own pages or should they have a separate portfolio where they can be like, here's my page, but here's other work that I can do as well? Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a case by case basis for content creators. And it depends on like what your what your main profile is, right? It, let's say you have your main profile is kind of like, I don't know, you're in like the micro influencing space, right? Then it makes a lot more sense to be like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm doing UGC. Here's all the ex examples. Here's how you can work with me. I don't know. But if you have, if you're a content creator and you have like a very different profile and just like posting a UGC example in there, it just like wouldn't make any sense at all. Then we see a lot of, we see a lot of people create like multiple different accounts. There's also some creators that like, you don't even need a UGC account, right? Let's say you have, you know, half a million followers and you make like cooking videos, right? Or something like that. You don't need a whole separate account that says like, Hey, I do UGC as well. Right? Like that's, that's your proof right there already. So it's kind of on a, a case by case basis as to whether or not you should have one account, two accounts or keep them separate. Amazing. So for those creators that are just getting started, how do you re recommend them build their accounts and content to get brand deals? Yep. The hardest part is just always getting started. Like that's act, yeah. like legitimately the hardest part, right? <laughs> my, my sister came to me like two months ago and she's like, Mike, you know, I see you doing all this UGC stuff. Like I want to, I want to get going. 
and she's never like filmed videos before. And I'm like, all right, well, first step, like figure out, you know, the kind of niche that you would want to do, research those videos, and then actually create the video and post it. And like, that's just been her hardest part is like actually making so hard. the video. I would say for someone who's trying to get started, don't even think down the road, like get your phone and make a video and like, it's going to suck, but just make it and post <laughs> it like that. That's the hardest hurdle to get past. Once you can start doing that consistently, then it gets a little bit easier. But yeah, that, that's literally the hardest part, making the account, starting to post. I would start off by focusing on two things. One, making videos around the types of companies, the types of brands, the industries that you actually want to work with. And then also making some videos that like kind of show your personality, right? They're probably not the like mm. UGC type of video, but it's going to be something that maybe is a little bit more fun to you. You're, you know, learning some new skills, day in the life kind of stuff. So like, those are the two type of videos that I would focus on initially. But yeah, if you're in the stage of like, where do I get started? Like, how do I get started? I would say, don't even think about all the different strategies, literally just make a video and like, whatever it might <laughs> not, it might not, like, that's the one thing you need to focus on is just like doing the thing, making the video yeah. and then the snowball is going to start rolling down the hill. But if you, if you sit back and you're like, okay, I need to do a month's worth of research first. I need to buy this program first. I need to like do this. It won't happen. Just like, just make the video. That's the number one thing. Yeah. Do you have recommendations for people? Because I know that there's tons of people that get so nervous about just starting the thing. Do you have recommendations on how to kind of get over that hurdle and over that imposter syndrome that a lot of us face when we're thinking about recording our first TikTok or reel? Mm, that's a really good question. I don't have any like resources for that per se, but I think where a lot of people, they get that imposter syndrome or like they're afraid to post something is when they have this like kind of audience or like network of like, you know, you have your Instagram and it's like, you have all your family and your cousins yeah. and your high school friends. <laughs> like, I think that's where people run into a lot of issues. So I would say just start something completely new where, you know, you're your manager at work's not following you and that, you know, kid in your math class from seven years ago isn't following you. So I would say start, you know, from scratch completely, go make a TikTok account. And I think that will alleviate a lot of those like social pressures of like, oh, am I, are people going to think I'm like- The cringe factor. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so if you start, you know, completely from scratch, I think it's a lot easier. Amazing. So what are some good ways for brands to do outreach to creators when they want UGC content? Ooh, that's a really good question. Well, first I'm going to plug brands, me creators. I think for brands, yes. we are, the, <laughs> we are literally the best way how the process works is like you go to our website, you literally say, Hey, here's my company. Here's my website. Here's the type of content creators that I'm looking for press submit. And then within 24, 48 hours, we'll have hundreds of content creators applying to work with you. So I'll definitely plug us there. I think we're probably the easiest way to do it. The other way is just, you know, hiring someone to go about doing it manually and, you know, searching on Instagram, searching on TikTok, using different keywords, DMing creators that way. It's, it's a little bit more challenging to go that route. You will kind of build a little bit of relationship with the creators doing it that way. But yeah, I really think what we're building is the easiest solution right now. It's just like a you know, couple, couple clicks of a button and then 
we connect the brands completely. What we're trying to do too is allow for long-term partnerships between brands and content creators. So a lot of these platforms, right? I'll use like Fiverr or like Upwork, for example. They want to keep you on there, right? They don't really want you and the brand talking like outside of the platform because that's how they make all of their money. What we're trying to do is, you know, completely scrap that model and actually connect the content creator and the brand. So, you know, you can get hired in-house. You you guys can have all the different, you know, conversations that you want to have, all the Zoom meetings. And it's, we're not going to just like force you to just stick on this platform. <laughs> so yeah, I, I really do think like our solution right now is the easiest way for brands to find content creators. And I know, and because I've worked with clients in the past who kind of have like a hesitation when it comes to working with creators or influencers or whatever you want to call them. And what would you say to those brands that are kind of having like a hesitation about hiring somebody to do UGC content for them? I think if I was in those shoes, like the first thing you have to figure out is what's what's the goal here, right? So there's like a bunch of different ways that you can do it. You can go to you know, some of these big influencers and pay them for like a, a sponsored post on their account. Or you can go and you can hire someone to run your own socials, right? So you're building your own audience. So I think just like doing a little bit of research and figuring out like, well, you know, there's all these different ways that we can work with creators. What makes the most sense for us right now? That's what I would do first. And then also just understanding that it's not like a very quick process, right? It's not just like, okay, like we're going to test out like one post and like, boom, like it's going to be a home run and that's it. There's going to be a lot of testing involved, right? It's kind of a, a longer process. So just being willing to commit to it, to see those results over time, those are probably the two biggest things I see. Like people are just like, hey, we like kind of want to get our feet wet. Like we're going to try like posting one TikTok and like seeing what happens and it's like you're, you're very unlikely to go viral just like with <laughs> video. So it takes some time. It takes some learning. Yeah. Like I said, I have worked with tons of clients and all of them are expecting this person to come in and be like, okay, the first video they post, it's going to go viral. We're going to be so famous. We're going to get all of these followers in because of this one video. I'm just like, nope, that's, that's definitely not how social media works, but good try. <laughs> yeah. Having, having realistic expectations is key too. And then you also have to think about like optimization. So after you post it, look through all the results and figure out what worked, what didn't work, and then tweak the next video or the next piece of content around what worked. And I just, I think a lot of people, like a lot of brands don't understand the long-term goals when it comes to social media. And I find that really difficult and challenging to explain. Yep. And that's, I've always had issues with that in the past with clients sometimes just trying to explain like why you need longevity in this game. You know, there's also a like type of brands that are good fits and type of brands that aren't a good fit, right? Like there's some, there's some brands that you just look at and you're like, Oh my God, you guys would blow up on social media. Right. If you, if you kind of have that like unique factor or that wow factor, one video can really like completely change your business overnight. And then there's some companies that you're just like, you just make a boring everyday product. Like you're probably best just like trying to sell this in retail or using like search ads or something. There is no like, there's nothing fun about this. There's nothing like exciting. Like you're just selling an everyday like notebook or, or something. And you're just like, 
I don't even know if TikTok is the right thing for you. So there's an element of that too, where it's like, it might not be for everyone, but for some brands, like it could be an absolute home run. So why do you think that UGC is so important right now? Because it's definitely one of the things that's top of mind for a lot of creators, a lot of brands at the moment. And I know that there's tons of brands out there asking, well, why do I need that? Yeah. On the brand side, I think, again, it, it's not it's not going to be right for every brand out there. But for the ones that are in you know, s- specific industries, the way marketing is shifting right now, you know, cre- users want to see like other people that are like them, right? We don't want to really look up to celebrities as much as in the past or like these very polished like TV ads. Someone wants to see on the other side of the screen, someone that looks like them using the product, right? And so yep. I think for the, the right brand, being able to do that right now is so key. And also the costs are so much lower right now to getting content than what they might have been five, 10 years ago, where you have to go hire like professional photographers, videographers, get a whole studio, you know, you can realistically send a couple Instagram DMs, pay a couple hundred bucks, and now you have content coming to you. So I think the you know barrier to entry is much lower. And also with all of these short form platforms popping up, that's just what people are used to now, right? People are used to seeing someone on the other side of the screen just you know going like this with their iPhone. And so <laughs> having videos that are like ads that technically blend in is how you're going to see the the best results. Absolutely. What to you for creators specifically, what are some of the best platforms that they can create UGC content? Cause I know TikTok's a big one and that's like one that everyone's on, but I feel like there's more and more popping up that could be better for different people. Yeah. I mean the, the big ones right now are TikTok, Instagram reels and YouTube shorts, right? Those are kind of the, the three big like short form platforms. I do think that long form YouTube is becoming more and more popular. And I think it's going to become more and more relevant for brands as well. I also think Twitter is a really interesting one. There's just like, Mm. there's a lot that's been changing with Twitter. And I think they're going to start to move towards a platform that's not just text. There's also going to be videos and images on there. So those are really the, the big ones. The thing I love about YouTube, the YouTube kind of long form videos is just the evergreen nature of them, right? So with with TikTok historically and same thing with Reels, you know, you post something and then it's kind of gone after the first couple of days. Yeah. TikTok has been changing that. That's how it used to be. Now it's like there, it, there is a little bit more evergreen nature to it. But with YouTube, since the platform is more of a search engine, you know, you can make a video today and that video is still getting views two years from now. And so I think having that is something that's extremely valuable to brands, but the payoff takes a little bit longer, right? You don't necessarily see these massive viral videos overnight. It's typically like a slower burn, but it's the case where, you know, you, you pay for a video once and you continue to reap the rewards of that over time. That just has me thinking, cause I always go on YouTube and sometimes I just rewatch the same video and not that it's just because I like want to see it, but it's like comfort almost where you're like wanting background noise, or at least I want background noise. And instead of putting on a comfort TV show, I'll put on a comfort YouTube video <laughs> and it'll be like two, three years old. 
And I'll be like, oh, I forgot that that thing existed at one point in time. And then we'll look it up. And I never do that for TikTok videos or reels. I never usually go back to them. So that's a really good point. Yeah. And I I think you're going to see this even more and more with content creators like continuing to shift to YouTube because of that, right? A, a lot of a lot of content creators, like myself included, not anymore, but like about a year ago, with the short form, you can kind of feel like you're stuck on this like hamster wheel almost, right? Like yeah. if you want the business to keep moving, if you want, you know, new leads to keep coming, whatever you're selling, right? You feel like you have to continue to post and post every single day. And like there's almost no light at the end of the tunnel because you know, yep. okay, if I don't do my, you know, my post today, like no one's seeing our stuff, no one's coming into our system, we're not selling anything. And so you can kind of feel like you're stuck on a hamster wheel with that. Whereas with YouTube, you know, you, maybe you make a video every day, you do that for six months. After that six months, like that whole, you know, those assets that you built, those are going to continue to bring new people into your system. So I think YouTube does give creators something that's a little bit more sustainable for them because that's that's something that you know you hear from a lot of content creators is just that that burnout, right? And the, the, they feel the need yeah. to like continuously pump stuff out because you know that's really their only option. If they stop, then the views stop, and you know the, the money stops. People, the money stops exactly. Yeah, I so on YouTube, I was just reading this the other day on YouTube is now the most streamed platform in America. It just beat out Netflix for the first time, which I was like, that's insane. So I can see slowly that shift of maybe more and more creators, especially if TikTok gets banned of more and more creators going on to YouTube, because you do get better income on YouTube, they pay their creators better, maybe not that much better than other platforms, but they do pay them better. And I do, I'm hoping our attention span is getting a bit longer because I know for a while there, we were just all like, nope, new content, new content, feed me new content. And with YouTube, like what you'll see sometimes, some of these creators, you know, they get a hundred thousand subs or, you know, even like a million subs on YouTube. And you'll see a lot of them kind of just like take the foot off the pedal and like maybe only Mm. post one video a month or maybe like not even post any more videos because they don't have to, right? Because all of those other videos they've made over the past few years, they are still bringing in views. So it's more of like a compounding effect versus someone who gets 100,000 followers on TikTok. That kind of doesn't really mean anything if you're not posting videos. For example, I have 100,000 followers, 120, whatever, 1,000 followers on TikTok. And I don't really post that much any over there anymore. And it's kind of just like a dead asset almost, right? Like, like mm. it doesn't really mean anything because like, yeah, I'm still getting some views here and there, but it's not like I, if I were to have 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, that would really still be bringing in views every single week for me, still be bringing in business. So you see some of these people that they blow up on TikTok, they get these massive accounts, but really doesn't mean anything because you have to continue posting to continue bringing people in. And just the way that these platforms change, like I can't even reach my hundred thousand followers on TikTok. Right. I mean, if I put together like a really good video and it, and it blows up then like, yeah, I probably could reach everyone, but it's really not that easy to, and this kind of just ties everything back to 
the newsletter, right? I think of like YouTube is kind of, it's definitely different, but has a, you know, similar thought process with, you know, building your email list, building your newsletter. It's like, this is something that I can access these people all the time. This is like my asset. I can like tap into it always. And it's just, it's more sustainable in the long term than feeling like you're, you know, you're on the short form hamster wheel and you got to continue to, to pump out <laughs> to get people coming into your ecosystem. Yeah, that's an absolutely great point. And uh, we will end this on one question because this is one that I was just thinking about earlier is for brands looking at creators metrics and trying to figure out which creator that they want to work with. What metrics do you think that they should be paying more attention to? Because I personally don't think it's followers. I can hear from you that you don't think it's personally followers. So which metric do you think that they should be looking at? I think it first comes back to like the brands figuring out what they're looking for, right? So first off, like, are you hiring this person for a post on their account, right? Or are you just hiring them for the content in general? And like, if you're just hiring them for the actual content, then their account doesn't necessarily matter. What you're really looking for is, have they made videos in the past that are similar to like what you wanna make? What's the likelihood that you're gonna get what you want? What's the likelihood that you're gonna get something that's gonna convert? If you are looking to do posts with them on their account, then yeah, the followers, I'm not really looking at too, too much. It's more of, you know, how have their videos been doing recently? Specifically, if we're talking about TikTok right now, they might have a million followers, but if their recent videos are getting like 2,000, 3,000 views, that's kind of what you can expect for the next video. You know what I mean? But on the, on the flip side, you know, if you're catching someone Maybe they're a smaller account, but they're super hot. They have 10,000 followers, but like each one of their videos has been getting, you know, 100,000 plus views. They're really like hitting their stride right now. That's kind of what you can expect with your video. So yeah, I'm looking more at like the views, the comments, engagement, and also the overall style of video, right? If you're going to go to someone who all they do is like the same exact format over and over again, and you're going to tell them, Hey, let's do something completely different, probably not going to work. Right. So if you can see yourself yeah. <laughs> fitting into like, Hey, they do this, like one type of video and they hit a home run with it every time. How can we now kind of incorporate our brand into that style that they create and looking at, you know, how those most recent videos were doing. That's what I would be taking a look at more than just that, that big follower number. Absolutely. Don't just keep looking at those followers. Keep looking at how, well, their recent videos are doing and if you will actually fit into their niche and their whatever they're talking about in their latest videos. Spot on. I like it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much. How can people find you? Please plug yourself as much as possible and I will put it all in our show notes. Yeah, you can just go to brandsmeetcreators.com if you're a content creator and you want to get into UGC, you want to start landing brand deals, go sign up for our newsletter. We send opportunities to work with brands just about every single day. And then same thing on the brand side. If you want to work with content creators, brandsmecreators.com, just fill out a quick form. We'll have you tons of content creators ready to work with you. And then you can find us on pretty much any social, just type in brandsmecreators and you'll find us somewhere. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate it. And everybody that's listening, I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. And if you liked this 
episode today, please give us a five-star review as it really helps us in our rankings and gets more people in listening to the podcast. And that's always really fun for me. And if you'd like to follow us over on our own social media channels, you can follow us over at flick.social on Instagram and TikTok at flick underscore social on Twitter, because apparently you can't do dots over there. And if you search over on YouTube, you can find us at flick hashtags. So please go check us out. We have tons of video content. We have tons of social content and tons of tips, every single platform that we have. So please go check us out and follow us and give us some love because we love you. I will see you next week. I'll talk to you later. Bye.